1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Grant and Danny welcoming you back on the fan. We've got a massive show shaping up here as we've been moving some pieces around the chessboard in the last half hour. At 3.30, one half hour from now, Daniel Lust, who's a sports law expert, professor at New York Law School, is going to join us. Did Dan Snyder break a law? Might Dan Snyder actually criminally be in trouble? We'll ask that question of Daniel Lust at 3.30. Don Van Natta of ESPN, who wrote this bombshell, groundbreaking story today, is going to join us at 4.25 right here on The Fan. We've already got Josh Cosman booked for 5 o'clock. We thought we were going to ask him about his big story a few days ago, that Jeff Bezos is on the sidelines and Dan won't let him bid. We'll still cover that with him, but we'll get his thoughts on these developments. And Mike Florio going to give us a little perspective on what's going on in league circles on this. How do other owners feel? What is the scuttlebutt in Indianapolis on Goodell and the 30-plus other owners who are going to decide eventually Dan Snyder's fate? Florio at 6. So Daniel Lust, Don Venata, Josh Cosman, Mike Florio Look, we're not smart enough to handle this on our own. <laughs> we're bringing in the reinforcements today.
3: Yeah, this is a lot. Head on a swivel. Again, I, I was prepared to roll in here today before I you know, saw the ESPN article. Bombshell stuff
2: from the Washington Post. Yeah, let's get into that for a sec. Uh, right? And line them up if you got a call, you got a thought. We'll take them on the developments here in the last day. 800-636-1067. It has been a bad 15 hours to be Dan Snyder, obviously. But, yeah, we have not paid enough attention probably to the Post's story that Snyder was demanding something that has made other owners livid enough that they're renewing talks of trying to vote him out and not allowing him to continue to just play this out at his own pace. You get into that if you want.
3: Yeah, so Dan Snyder is searching for indemnification, which means uh, you're free from legal liability. At any point in time. And initially, he's saying that in order to sell, in order to agree to a sale, he needs that in writing from the other owners. And so that can be left up to interpretation in a number of ways. So I understand if it's just basic facts. Like, if I'm selling you, um, I don't know, I sell you a microwave, GP, and I'm worried that in the future, if you misuse the microwave, you'll, you know, hurt yourself. I could seek identification from you as, as sort of a you know point of sale or something like that, Right. I understand that to some degree, because you go, I don't want you know, twenty five years from now, if somebody finds something out about the you know the, the own, when I don't own the team anymore. I don't want to get sued over that. Well, that's not what it looks like. What it looks like here is there's a probe from the Eastern District of Virginia, federal. There's a potential state of Virginia probe. We know there are two washington d c. lawsuits uh, that are ongoing. I've already settled with the state of Maryland. There are uh, victims that have emerged over the last couple of calendar years. Uh, including, you know, one that I paid off, and I tried to allegedly pay off even more for that person not to then speak to investigators. I want to be free and clear of any problems so that when I get my money, I can just go, you know, do what I want with it and not be held accountable for anything. The part that I think is 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 more massive here is the is the second paragraph, first sentence. Snyder's demands, which include a threat to sue. If the indemnification condition is not met, have angered some owners and renewed discussion about the possibility of taking a vote to remove him from ownership of the commanders if he does not sell the franchise, according to the people who spoke, on the condition of anonymity because of the sensitivity of the topic and the legal threat.
2: The NFL came out and said this isn't true, right? Did the NFL say that? Oh, they didn't. Oh, I see. The, there are other I, I was confused. I was like, wait a minute. Did the, they really? Did the I other that? owners came out and said this uh-uh. isn't true, right? No. Only the commanders have said yeah. this
1: isn't true.
3: Now, so if, it's not, so if it's not true, I assume we'll see any day uh, a libel suit
2: against the Washington Post. Right? That's pretty libelous if that's if that's false. Wouldn't you think? It is really difficult for public figures to win those cases, so you very very rarely see them. I understand what you're saying. I would say that's unlikely. Yeah, I'm just making a Even, point. I, I get your point. Yeah. My point is very simply: if it's not true, I would expect a retraction. From the paper, it's not coming, I don't think. I would expect them not to have it front and center on the sports page. I don't think that is going to happen. I mean, it, it wasn't like some dude who's been covering high school football for three weeks wrote this story. This is Maskey. This is Clark. This is Javala. These are some heavy hitters who have been reporting on this for months and months and months. Maskey, by the way, is incredibly plugged in on the league side from Goodell on down. I mean, that's... His beat, so to speak, as the national NFL guy, there was a time many, many, many years ago before the Post and Dan Snyder were at odds where he was the one guy in town, if memory serves, that could ever kind of have any relationship with or get anything from Dan. But Mark Maskey is as plugged in with the league at a high level, like a microwave, as anybody in the industry. I'll be waiting for the league to come out on Dan's behalf and say, no. This didn't happen. No. And if it does, okay, you'll get my apology too. In the meantime, I'll be right here waiting.
3: Also from this piece, Snyder is also seeking for the NFL to keep confidential the findings of the ongoing investigation being conducted by the attorney
2: Mary Jo this White. This is big. So here's yeah. here is what I'm thinking on this, okay? The NFL has said that the Mary Joe White investigation is going to be a written report and that it was that the findings will be public. Yes? Yes. What if Dan Snyder strikes a deal with them where he says, I'll leave, that thing better never see the light of day? There is no legal obligation for them to have the findings come out. Now, it's a bad PR move. It's going to lead to Roger Goodell and the league getting crushed. All of the folks who correctly were livid about the Wilkinson investigation, which was also the fact that that wasn't written what a sham, right? I mean, we know from, by the way, Van Nata said this in his piece today, the original letter on that suggested that she do a written report.
3: It's important clarification, by the way. The the engagement letter for Beth Wilkinson Services was, at the end of this, written report. We want a written report. And then they changed that. At some
2: point, they decided it's not going to be written, okay? Right. So, if you believe that she never wrote anything down, she just worked, and she had ideas floating in her head and some sticky notes on her window at home, and, and she was kind of working that way, good for you. I don't believe that. But- I digress. There is no law that they'd be breaking if the NFL never puts the Mary Jo White report out. Now, the only way I could see them doing that is if Dan walks and says, because something's in there that he doesn't want out, that better never see the light of day as part of some agreement that they have. But I thought about this today, and Uh I really haven't considered it. I have thought from the first day that they said that report would be made public, that it has to be. How could they walk that back? But there's really no ramifications for them other than a they PR broke their nightmare word. yeah and a couple of people calling in screaming about how the NFL's covering up for Dan. That's already happened. Yeah, you know we what I we mean? got plenty of that in the review. <laughs> a couple times over. What
3: I've always thought of that marriage of white investigation, Roger Goodell standing up and saying, we'll make the, those results public was they were holding it over Dan's head as leverage. That's, that's what it always is and has been to me. It's why we haven't seen any, we haven't heard word one about it. We've got no updates. There's no information anywhere. I don't think it's coming out anytime soon. They, they'll they do it if they feel like they need to do it. I think it's their ultimate hammer, right? T- talking about the league towards Snyder. I, You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, this is, this was, this is they're keeping enough.
2: Uh, but isn't it only a hammer, so to speak, if there's something really, I almost use the word good, which is not correct salacious uh, or if there's is that what you're something looking for? awful in it yeah if dan did something terrible if if we have the smoking gun we've all been searching for like they they find the gun in the lake then it's a hammer but if it's if there's nothing really to it there's nothing to threaten dan with at that point
3: fair enough i, I guess i would say i think if beth wilkinson actually we have to read
2: the words that had been the hammer i i think gotcha. any any question uh, so you believe she found enough that he should have oh been yeah. booted in the league just completely 100 on his behalf, acted like she didn't write anything down, told her to go away, and that was the end 100%.
3: of it. 100%. Like, to me, but they didn't want that precedent of, of investigation, finds the thing, because I think you could probably find some things with a bunch of owners, and then that guy's gone. So they didn't want to do that. Now, this escalated since then. After that fact, after that July 4th news dump, where they kind of just expected us all to move on, and we did because football's amazing. We just kind of went back to business as usual until Dan screwed it up. I, I, we should always remember that's why we're here, by the way, is because he couldn't help himself. So to me, any question or any you know, slight amount of digging beyond the normal cursory amount will yield plenty of results in ammunition to remove this absolute tyrant. Right. And I think they're holding it in reserve. And he knows that it would be tremendously damaging to him for any kind of future prospects if he wants to go, you know, own Manchester United or whatever British soccer team or, or something else. That kind of stuff will damage his reputation. He doesn't want that. So he's, you know, trying to hold whatever leverage he can over the rest of the league, over Goodell and and company, and throwing temper tantrums, demanding this, that, and the other thing to try to keep his good name while also not really, quote, unquote, giving in to what they want.
2: The reason to me he allegedly goes to the NFL, I guess he wouldn't have, but his attorneys demand from fellow NFL franchise owners the league indemnifies him. If he sells and walks, I think he wants this all to be in the rearview mirror, right? Yes. I'll leave. I'll sell. I'm out. I'm in London. I never want to hear from any of you again. I don't want to pay another penny for anything that comes my way. I don't want to be charged with anything if it is found that I uh, committed bank fraud. I don't want to be charged with anything if it is found that I did something illegal in the Mary Jo White investigation, what have you. What I wonder, though, is if the post tone in this story from Maskey and Company last night is true, which is to say that not only did the league think it was outrageous that he would expect to be identified, but not only that, I mean, there was a quote here, let me find it. He wants indemnification if he sells, one of those people said, adding that the owners regard the demand as ridiculous and absurd and believe Snyder should provide indemnification to the other owners for any legal claims that may arise from his and the team's actions. In other words, I mean, this just sounds like kids arguing in the sandbox. Mm -hmm. Like, don't call me a name. No, don't call me a name.
3: In the future, I'd like to be removed from any name calling. So
2: he's saying, I want to be, I want to be indemnified. And they're going, no, we want that. We deserve that, not you, and they're kind of going back and in him with that. Uh-huh. But if, if they're not willing to, I do wonder if that makes it less interesting for him to leave. In other words, selling the team, let's just say hypothetically, he never wanted to do, okay? In the same way he didn't want to change the name, there was just a point where he didn't have a choice. Now I can't sell jerseys. Now I can't uh, use my product anywhere. Now the Redskins logo is not going to be shown in places. I have to. This is not a choice anymore. This is now business. I have no options. So he changes the name. If he does, let's just say he went to the league and they said, you know what? We'll grant you, we'll indemnify. We'll grant you what you want. We're never going to come after you. And he packs up his bags and he goes, he gets what he wants out of it, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Which is freedom, the money and safety, we left the alone. money, yeah. whatever. If they say no, does he feel like there's a reason to leave? that makes sense it makes perfect sense and this is by the way what and i'm what, not saying they should no, no, at all
3: it's what it's what howard gutman argued if you remember in the, in the wake of uh attorney general in dc carl racine who's now uh moved on i can't remember the the name of his replacement but when he announced those two suits from washington dc he came on with us and was like this actually makes it tougher because you're now hassling dan what's dan dan's getting hassled because he owns the team the whole point is he goes away with his billions of dollars to his island or England or wherever the hell he wants to go, one of his two yachts or two planes, whatever, and he's free of this. If he's not free of it, then I might as
2: well just keep the damn thing. You know what I mean? Like, that. that's, I I totally understand that logic. Let's go to the phones. 800-636-1067. We'll be working you guys into the conversation as we go today on Grant and Danny here on The Fan. Chris is in Brandywine. What's up, Chris?
4: Hey, thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to really point a few things out that you guys have been talking about. Um, one, if if his if the situation is federal or criminal, that's not going to save him with the indemnification from the NFL. It has, it has no bearing on those sorts of things. And I think, um, you know, when I used to work in the banking world, um, it, those owners, those co-owners, have a really strong case if they. If he, if they signed a loan and they, are they're, they're supposed to be in that agreement to sign that, and and he, and their signatures is not on that paper, then there's a, there's, there, that could be fraud. So, but fraud that's the question those, those
2: is. Signatures. Let me ask you this. I understand that if there is apparently, this is according to the three minority owners and their attorneys and their sources that are in this ESPN story, that the the process included them or it can't happen, right? The rules that they set up with Dan is for him to take on any loans, any entitlements, any more money, they have to agree. So th- there's no dispute, if the story is correct, that he broke that rule with them. But that isn't legal. That doesn't get you sent to jail. That's you and your partners. They could sue you. That's a lawsuit kind of situation. No,
4: no, that's incorrect. That's incorrect. It, it is it is uh, illegal if I, I get a loan. And you didn't. You, there's an agreement that I have to agree upon it because I take on that debt if you mess up. If, if it's under the Washington Red, Redskins or Washington Commanders name, and then you uh, don't uh, pay that loan off, and then that means that as I'm a 40% owner, I'm on the hook for a part of your debt, and I never agreed to that. So
2: I appreciate your call. Thank you, buddy. I'm out of my depths. I'll. I'll. I'll assume you're right we're going to that's why we're having a, a law expert on next and i'll ask him this question directly what i was told today talking to someone that i think is smarter than me is the the fraud would come if you were to sign someone's name on the document as an example or if you were to claim one thing and do another right if if they claim at some point these three guys agreed and that's in writing and then the three guys hadn't agreed that can be fraud i don't think we have proof that that happened necessarily What they say in the story is that the bank, Bank of America, kept coming back to Dan and his counsel and over and over again asking for the proof. And they kind of kept just moving forward the the team, but never giving them what they wanted, in other words. And the bank eventually gave them the loan. What they wanted investigated, these three minority owners, Mm -hmm. was how that happened. Like, the bank can't do this. Why did it happen? And that's what Goodell wouldn't look into. But I don't think there is necessarily a claim that they told the bank that these three minority owners have signed off. Maybe that's a, a technicality, or, or I'm uh, parsing things up too much, but that's how I read into it today.
3: Interesting. I mean, the, the team attorney at the time said our legal department is in the process of finalizing drafts, meaning, hey, we need the documents with all the signatures, the authorizing resolutions, and right.
2: he's like, yeah, we're gonna we're getting that done, deal. We're, we're finishing up right now, but then never sent them anything. I never sent them, and eventually, because the they loan didn't went exist. Through. But my point is, it's of course fraud, or I would assume it to be fraud, if you sent over documents right. where their signatures are there and they didn't sign. It says anything. Rothman and Char and yeah. If you send over a document saying, "Hey, this is uh, to let you know that those three people have absolutely signed off on this." Okay, I understand how that's fraud, but you get what my question is. Yep. If you if if someone keeps saying to you, Danny, like I'll use myself as an example, I want a loan so I can go to college, and the bank says you need someone to sign off on it, and I just keep saying, "Yeah, I want a loan." And they go okay, but where's this person? And eventually, I get the loan, but I never sign for anyone. Or like, it's the bank's fault too, I would think, in some way. Like there was a policy that didn't get followed. Can I be held responsible if I didn't nefariously say that the co-owner agreed? Do you get what I'm
1: asking? I know
3: exactly what you mean. So in other words, if, if in order to get that loan for your college, you needed a because you're 17, you need a, a parent signature, and the and the bank kept asking or the loan initiator. Let's call it a bank. There you go. kept asking for the signature, and you go, yep, I got it. Okay, where is it? Yep, we got it. It's coming to you. We're, we're okay, gonna, we got yeah, it. We'll send it. We'll send you it. You get the loan. You pay it back, and they go. Okay, in order to close your file, we need a signature. You're
2: Like, yep, totally. Thanks. And you they, and you never provided it. But I never said I had it. You know, technically, I, I never sent a well, you, signature. Well,
3: I mean, the, that issue is if if you need to forge a signature
2: in order to commit fraud, uh, and that's my question. Uh, obviously, there's no allegation of that in this story. Okay, there's there's no there's no forging of signatures of, of someone signing off for someone. Essentially, that there is a question which is, how did he get the money if the thing that needed to happen for him to get the money never happened? And we don't have an answer because the league refused to, to get the answer.
3: They didn't, they didn't want to look at it.
2: And by the way, that's what the three minority owners wanted. Yes. They wanted to know, and that's what they went to Goodell saying, this should have never happened. We want to know how it happened. And Goodell and the NFL said, going to find that out we're not interested instead let's go to mediation and by mediation we mean dan's about to buy you out for 700 or 875 million bucks yep but let's ask that direct question because that's a sharp point if he's right um i I always have to assume people are right when they sound like they know what they're talking about like yesterday we had a guy calling at the end of the show i don't know if you remember who was talking about a cap that's going to raise next year and he's got to sell for this reason do you remember capital gains tax yeah and then my my financial advisor called me as soon as the show ended he goes just so you know that guy's completely wrong and I was like, really? He's like, yeah, it's not till 2025. There's a sunset thing happening. But 2023, 2024 is not really affected, as he was saying. I was like, dude, I, I don't know what to tell I, I just want to talk about the Ron Payne's franchise tag, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yes. I'm here to talk about Carson Wentz getting cut, bro. He's like, no, it's not a big deal. I just want you to know that guy was, a, he may have been you know, confusing this and that. And I'm like, you're speaking a different language. I don't know what to tell you. I always have to take people at their word. That's why we get experts on. That's why we do it. Daniel Lust. Professor of sports law at a New York law school. Going to join us next on Grant and Danny here on The Fan.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive
1: Insurance.
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com
4: slash recommend today.
2: Trying to make sense of a couple of massive Dan Snyder stories that have come out over the last couple of days from the Washington Post yesterday, ESPN Today. This is essentially what our show has devolved into at this point. Like a panda watch with Brian Fantana, Snyder watch as we wait to see what's going to happen with this potential sale. We've got Don Vandotta, Jr. of ESPN, joining us at 425, who wrote the big story for ESPN today. Josh Cosman of the New York Post at 5, Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk at 6, all coming up on Grant and Danny. But right now on the BetQL guest hotline, bet smarter to beat the books. Download the BetQL app by visiting betql.com. Daniel Lust, a professor, law school, who we have on the show to talk about the intersection of sports and law as often as we can, because he's very, very sharp. He's all over the place. He is on Twitter. You should give him a follow at sports law Lust. Dan, thanks so much for the time. How are you?
5: I'm good. I'm happy to be in the leadoff spot here, guys. You got some some lineup for the show today.
2: Well, it just never ends here, man. And, and I'll be honest with you, if we're talking about the Payne franchise tag or the release of Carson Wentz, Danny and I are pretty qualified. We know what we're doing, but we have to bring in grownups on days like today to try to educate the masses, and that's why you're here. So I actually want to start with what I think is a simple but a super important question that might be a complicated answer, which is we just had someone call in and say that, you know, they have some background in this and believe that Dan broke the law, that this is indeed bank fraud. I'm not as convinced, but I don't know what I don't know. So you tell us. I mean, FBI, IRS are investigating. Did he do something criminally wrong?
5: Well... I guess I guess let's start here, right? Federal prosecutors and, and Don, I'm sure can explain on this. Uh, I think he's your next guest, but uh, according to Don's sources, right, that the federal prosecutors in Virginia are, are their primary focus is that 55 million dollar loan. So, what well, again, relying a lot on Don's reporting, so he can probably get to test this a little bit, but assuming that the shareholders' agreement, as in between those minority partners, that they really required them approval for Snyder to take out a $55 million loan, that these minority owners of the team that own 40%, does it make sense that they would have to approve a loan of that magnitude? Yeah, uh, I think most, most kind of deals like that would require that approval. So if Dan went around their backs and didn't tell them, right, he's in, in a sense, right, depreciating the assets of the company and not advising them, right, not telling them what's going on. And then kind of it goes a couple levels further, right? What level you know, did the NFL know? What did Bank of America know? I'm, I'm not really thrilled with uh, what Don is saying is the due diligence by Bank of America. So, you yeah, this goes a couple levels here, and at the end of the day, right, it, it seems to be uh, some allegations of fraud that the insider was taking money and using the team as kind of his personal piggy bank, as Don kind of lays out, right? Uh, yachts, uh, plane trips, this. Some of those can be, um, you know, with some degree of reliability, fair business expenses that can be written off. But if Snyder is just using this for his personal expenditures. And that $4.5 million expense on a, you know, the Redskins logo on his private plane, if those numbers don't make sense at the end of the day, it looks to be, right, potentially some form of a fraud. Guys, like I, when I grew up, I had those big fat heads in my room. Those cost like $20. <laughs> they didn't cost $4.5 million. Dollars. Um, maybe you put some super glue, some Gorilla Glue on the plane. I don't know how you get to $4.5 million. And that's, that's Don's reporting right there. So seems like something fishy happened.
2: Dan lust on Grant and Danny. So to go back then, the minority owners claim that contractually they had to be told and to sign off on taking on that $55 million and they weren't. Let's assume that's correct and that in writing contractually Dan broke that rule with them. I thought that just meant they could sue him and go after him. That's a rule he broke with them. That doesn't mean it's fraud in the way of being charged. Am I wrong about that?
5: uh at least with respect to that allegation right that could be a personal lawsuit between the two parties involved but again this story goes back two and a half years right we're talking about where you guys are in dc there's two consumer protection complaints that were filed against the team there's the cooking the books allegations there's the season ticket holders allegations so if that's their primary focus right that uh, again according to don's reporting this 55 million dollar loan if you start unraveling it seems to be tied to some personal expenses So then you have to ask, right, uh, does Snyder just not have, is he not liquid, right, does he not have the cash? Is there more that needs to be unwoven here with respect to the Washington franchise? So at the end of the day, you're taking consumer money. Uh, The feds are certainly going to care about that. They're certainly going to care about what you're doing with your taxes. So I'm not particularly sure what aspect uh, the feds are investigating. But uh, after two and a half years of covering this, there is no shortage of of potential claims here um, that aren't just like, Civil stuff or potentially getting booted out of the NFL. Uh, these are real potential criminal charges that could result here, specifically on the tax side, too. We're going to see at some point these books are going to get shown to somebody. Um, they can unwind that. But, you know, we're kind of speculating as to what charges they could. So you're, the caller that called up and said, I know this is bank fraud. We don't really know anything, right? These are all allegations. So for you guys, right, we know uh, Snyder is heavy on the defamation trigger. This is all supposedly, reportedly so this is just what we're seeing from Don's article. So we can, you know, with some degree of reliability, tell you what might happen. But until we actually see the books, until we see the charges, we can't speculate on how many years Ray Snyder's going to prison. I think anyone that's out on Twitter saying that, you know, they got to take a step back.
3: Dan, the three minority owners here, and, and no one should feel sorry for them. They're billionaires. But did they get screwed here uh, in this circumstance? That $875 million payout for 40 percent, there's some math that doesn't add up to me. Talk about their grievance in all this.
5: Yeah, so I, it's, I, I saw, I mean, uh, listen, I, I guess you guys are following us very closely. Um, on the legal side, you got to think about it, right? 40% of the team, I wasn't a math major. You know, I'm, I'm a lawyer. I, I we get accountants to do our math for us. But, you know, let's put that in the vicinity of, like, $2.75 million, $3, million, or $3 billion, right? That's what 40% takes. And, and obviously there's going to be some discount because if you're the minority shareholders of a team, you're not really entitled to a true 40% because you don't have, right, you don't get to control the team, right, owning 51%. It's a very different game. So there's a premium of owning a majority share, 51%. That said, there's still a kind of an unexplainable gap between the $3 billion, right, and the 7000000000 billion-plus that Dan Snyder wants. Now, obviously, in the middle of all this, the Broncos sell for $4 billion, okay? It still doesn't get you to $7 billion. So if I'm a, a, the attorney for these minority owners, or I'm just a minority owner, I'm just sitting here, I, I'd be wondering, hey, those books that I was shown that got us to that $875 million sale, which put it at a kind of a $2.8 billion valuation. Were those legit books? Were those cooked, right? There have been allegations of cooking the books. I'd like to know what was involved here because that number was agreed to based on books, financial records that Dan Snyder provided. There's some allegations that Snyder wasn't being transparent with the team's finances. So, that's why, again, I hope you know, I hope everyone's following this, but there's the story that broke this week over from the Washington Post that Snyder is insisting on full indemnity from the NFL and their owners with respect to any potential sale. So if the team is sold, guess what's going to be opened up, boys? The books and records. And if those books and records don't match the books and records that we, we saw with respect to this minority sale, could be some potential allegations here, some potential, uh, you know, I want to say some lawsuits as in between the owners um, you know, the minority the owners in Snyder and somebody might hear and say, get up and say, well, you know, wouldn't they have signed a release when they sold the team for 875 million? Would they have said, hey, we promise not to sue you, Dan? Maybe. But still, if there's fraud involved, you can probably get out of that type of release. So um, I, I still I mean, it, it's so funny every time I think the story's going to end. There's another little level of the onion that we pull back. So yeah, I, I wouldn't put the, close the book on a potential lawsuit as in between the majority owner Dan Snyder and those former minority holders.
3: Follow Dan at Sports Law LUST, and one of your tweets here harken us back to a text conversation obtained by the Washington Post in 2020 between John Moog representing the minority ownership, trying to get uh, you know gin up some business for their sale of those shares, uh, and Dan Snyder. Some pieces fit now all of a sudden today, don't they?
5: Um, I. I- Listen, it's me. I hope you guys know. I'm kind of a betting guy, right? I'm trying to figure out if we've cracked the case here. I might put it like minus 250 that we have cracked the case. Those John Moog texts, what the more serious, uh, I won't curse on the air, guys, the more serious S was. Um, Guys, what what else would John Moog know that's more serious Let me just remind
2: people real quick, Daniel, because people driving around don't remember it probably. Moog sent the text was it to dan directly
3: hey dan my lawyer sent me your, f- your filing in which you are representing yourself pro se i'd be glad to represent myself pro se but only private discussions with you as well that requires a business deal not a legal process if you continue your game you know what i know and what i have never spoken about and you know it has nothing to do with the media bleep it's more serious bleep if you want to get to a clean conclusion let me know if you want a bleep show we are on for that
5: too doesn't this sound like a mob movie? Yes. Right? This like, doesn't yes. sound like a, a 2023 dispute between billionaires. This sounds like something just drawn up out of Hollywood. So, yeah, I mean, this context is big. I mean, I, this, this thread that you guys are reading from, I mean, that's the insider stuff, the people that are following those Moog texts. So Moog is the, you know, the owner the, or the attorney for these minority shareholders. And at some point, the, you know, those three are getting into a, a little bit of a spat with Snyder. They want to sell the team. Snyder is saying I have right of first refusal, but Snyder's not ponying up the cash, so they try to take Snyder to an arbitration. And a lot of John, uh, Don's reporting, you can talk to him about it. I think is coming from that arbitration petition. So this text, Washington Post obtains it. I think December of 2020. It's a couple, couple of years back. So as we've been seeing, kind of the, you know, the cheerleader saga. Uh, you know, the, the everything that's gone on with the former employees of Congress cooking the books. I think in the sexual assault allegations and the hush money and and nothing really synced up, but then we look at this, right? John Moog is the attorney for these minority shareholders. He certainly knew about this, right? That the minority shareholders were claiming as part of their reason to sue that Dan wasn't being forthcoming with the financial books and records of the company. And maybe again, this impermissible secret loan taking money away from the company. So this seems to check all of the boxes as to what the, you know, the quote, the more serious bleep would be. Uh, And one that, I mean, I said it on Twitter, right? You can't sign a release that prevents John Moog and these minority shareholders from cooperating with federal prosecutors. You can certainly make them sign a release to, you know, uh, try to not sue you for something, right? You release any and all potential claims and liabilities, but you can't stop them from speaking to the federal prosecutors. So, Hey, listen, if they weren't talking to them already, which I have a feeling they w- they were, uh, they, they got to be now at this point.
2: Sports Law Lust. Go follow him on Twitter and on social media. You can see why we like going to Dan Lust when we've got questions about law and sports. Dan, thank you. We appreciate you.
5: Appreciate you, Dan. My pleasure, guys. Anytime.
2: That may have also answered part of the question about the indemnity when he says this Might still lead to, eventually, minority owners coming back in to go after Dan post-sale, depending on what the team was worth and what he barred them from. We're granting Danny at the top of the hour in 20 minutes. We've got four-pack of tickets to the Capitals that could be yours. Speaking of the Caps, there is a rumored Caps trade to discuss. Sounds like another one of their veterans and a fan favorite could be on the move. We'll tell you about that next on G&D. There are a lot of downsides to Dan Snyder being in the news again with two reports coming out the last 24 hours. Massive scope to these stories and significance in terms of the possible sale of this team. But one of the true shames of it for you and I is there's actually a lot of good sport to discuss right now. There's a lot going on in D.C. sports. Notably for the Commanders, the NFL Combine is underway. Ron Rivera spoke today had a quote, and Toby's been planted in some of his updates, where he suggested that Sam Howell is not definitively the starter. Now, this is semantics because he went on to say he's QB1, whatever that means, while not being the starter. Uh, But he's going to have to earn it. I think they're just doing a, nothing's being given to you, little boy. You're going to have to play good football in the summer, friend. But he was very quick to say he's not the starter today, which is not at all what he was saying, really, when he was talking. In fact, I think he used the word starter or at least when asked about him being a starter, confirmed it on Radio Row. But he walked that back a little bit and just said he's the front runner for the job. He's doing
3: coach speak type stuff where everyone's got to earn it, et cetera. Just the same way John Allen's got to earn his starting spot. Bet you
2: John Allen starts. But all the national people that keep saying there's no way they're going to roll with Sam Howell and they keep saying, wait and see, they're going to go get Derek Carr. Oh, I bet you they're going to be in on Aaron Rodgers. I would say read the a piece and let me know where that money's coming from. That's right.
3: Yeah. You, you want some guaranteed money?
2: Show me that Nescrow. escrow. Where's that? I'm just not so sure. They also this morning placed the franchise tag on Deron Payne. Yep, this is not surprising at all. But what now becomes really curious is, do they try to trade Deron Payne? This is an early franchise tag placement that you have until the seventh. You know, well over a week, almost a couple, a week and a half to still make sure that you thought this thing out and placed the tag on him by the deadline. It's very obvious they don't expect to get a long-term deal done after he balled out for them this season. So they're going to tag him. I think most fans want to see him here for another season. I'm of the belief they should try to shop him and trade him and get draft picks and let the process that they've created play out where you drafted a D-tackle in the second round and you got a $20 million stud and John Allen. But uh, we'll see. I I don't think that's the plan. I think they're going to probably play him on the tag. But because of Dan Snyder, we haven't talked much about that today. And then other teams in the news. The Capitals reportedly trading Marcus Johansson, according to Kevin Weeks of NHL Media. Now, I'm waiting to see the team corroborate this or any kind of official statement. I have not seen one yet. But there is a report from Weeks, who's reputable, that they're going to be trading Johansson for a third-round, third-round pick, pick yeah, to Minnesota, which will be on brand with kind of what they're trying to do. Add picks, reload, try to get good again. In the next year or two, as the Ovechkin era continues with some of these expiring deals, and Mojo is set to become a free agent at the end of the year. And then the Nats, Danny, just played a spring training game today that wasn't televised against the St. Louis Cardinals, the Nationals in that game. Notably, Patrick Corbin pitching. The game started at 105. Yep. By 110, he had given up two home runs. That sounds on brand. And I'm not doing a bit. The third and the fourth hitters Mm -hmm. at the plate within the first five minutes of the game took him deep. Uh, He ended up giving up four hits, two runs earned. And inning in two thirds looked like two home runs as he got five outs. Uh, good to see among other things from the young guys. Kbert Ruiz had a hit and a run, drove in one today. And on the pitching side, bullpen looked okay. Uh, Edwards threw a clean inning, Finnegan didn't give up a run, so that was good to see. Or
3: you know, read a box score about C is implies visual mediums and things like th- that. Th- that
2: was good to hear, good to hear about when I was reading about it online. Good to hear referenced.
3: Yeah. Uh, again, a lot is happening. 100% right. I, I, the Capitals, it's fascinating because this is one of those, the best thing for you is to get assets back, but it may not be exactly what you have in mind. So, you know, we'll just want to take what we can get, or are we going to hold on to guys out of principle? You know, I, I kind of wonder about that. If you're uh, Brian McCollin in this case, they haven't done this in 15 years. It just, it's remarkable to me. And so, you know, some people are annoyed, disappointed, and sad about this season. I just kind of go. It gives me some appreciation for the last decade and a half, where they have not had to one time give up current professionals to you know restock the system. It's wild. It usually doesn't happen. Usually happens once every five or six years. You got to start over and build something up. This is the first time they've done it in in a decade and a half.
2: Let's sneak in a double play. What's going on in our lives? Nothing to do with sports.
3: Where's my guy Grant Paulson on The Last of Us? Catching up at
2: all? I got some work to do. Yeah. This is what happens. This is this is my thing. Uh, I found a new show last night, though. No. And I watched not one. What are you doing? Not two. What are you doing? Not three. What are you doing, Guy? Four episodes. Fieri, what are you doing over there? Pretty good. Pretty pretty good. Guy Lambert, you, what are you doing? You ever seen Unbelievable on Netflix? No. You're going to want to check that out. I'm only four eps in. I haven't figured it out yet, but we got a whodunit on our hands. Oh, no. Your boy found a little whodunit. You just got suckered in, and now you're doing something else. And Now we can't talk about it. We can't. I have three more episodes of The Last of Us to get through before the Is the finale this weekend? It's either eight or nine. I actually should know that um, unequivocally. I can't imagine
3: there's nine. I can't imagine they wrap it up next, given where they are. Okay, so
2: I have two weeks to get on board with everybody else. Yeah. I'm three behind now. I'll watch those and be ready for Sunday night. All I really need to do is watch the finale with everyone else when it mm. happens.
3: Yeah, there's some, some journeys you should, you, should, you should take with us. Uh, episode 7 was fascinating for a, for a million reasons of, of the show. It's chronicles almost shot for shot again what's called the DLC, the downloadable content, extra content that came with the original game. Where after you had beaten the game and gone through it and seen everything, you get kind of an origin story of Ellie. This has been a complaint from from some folks that don't have the game background that have watched the show. They're kind of going, I know Ellie's, you know, she's immune or whatever. She's got what she's got, but what's special about her? Why do I care? Why do I care? Why do I care? This showed a lot of her story, and I thought it was fantastic. It's not getting some of the same responses that you've seen to other episodes online, but her story of course, as is everything in this world, is just its riveting, it's heartbreaking, and it was really, really, really well done. I was a huge fan of Episode 7. Again, the show is a juggernaut. It's so good. What's amazing also, just a quick note, as of tomorrow, Pedro Pascal will be in the two biggest television shows in the world at the exact same time. What's the other one? Mandalorian Season 3 comes back tomorrow? which is one of the most talked about buzzworthy
2: shows that there is it's the tentpole for Disney Plus. I do hear a lot of people over talking about it. That one's not for your boy obviously. I don't think you would like that one.
3: Well, if it's you act- if you had an open mind you'd like it cuz it's way less My mind is very closed. Yeah, it's super closed. It's excellent. It's so good. It's basically like a serial Western. like the, Remember the old... Of course, you don't remember these. But like the old uh, serial samurai shows or like oh, Kung Fu those, yeah. type thing where the guy, like the A-Team, you just go to like a different place every week and have a different adventure. But there's one static character who's like your main guy. It's like that. It's way less Star Wars-y than, than, than the, the, what you think it is. But you'll sleep on it and never properly appreciate it. It's excellent. That comes out tomorrow. Pedro Pascal, number one show. Last of Us. Pedro Pascal, number one show. Uh, Mandalorian at
2: the same time. It's pretty wild. My Mind... Is your favorite restaurant after two in the morning? Closed. My mind is your favorite bar, about thirty minutes after final call. My mind is the actress who played guerrilla Deville, Glenn. Close. D- That's my mind. Can I offer you a deal? Sure. I offer you a deal? Two For, seasons are of you the Minority Owners.
3: Two seasons of Mandalorian. I just get shut up, shoved by uh, Roger Goodell. Pipe down. Two seasons of Mandalorian. You watch them. No phone, and I'll go with you to a Defenders game. Done. No, you won't. I don't think you'd agree to that quickly.
2: Oh, so easily. You
3: got to watch all the episodes, no phone distraction, and give me a, a thorough summary of each one, and okay. I'll quiz you.
2: And, and as a result of me suffering through this nonsense, Danny's just going to get to go have a blast.
3: For a league that won't exist next year. <laughs>
2: it probably will. Well, maybe. Maybe the Rock's involved. Yeah, Tens of people, people are, are watching. Up. You'll just get to go have a lot of fun. Maybe. No, you will. I'll be out there. One, There's not a single person who's been out there that hasn't had a good time. Yeah. You're not going to be the first.
3: Everybody loves the show, Grant. Love it.
2: We're giving out a four-pack of Caps tickets at the start of next hour, as soon as we return in our Beltway Blitz at 4 o'clock. Keeping you covered on everything Snyder today, we're Grant and Danny on the fan. Don Van not at 425. Josh Cosman of the New York Post at 5. Mike Florio at 6. We got a lot going.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.